All right, Genesis chapter 12. We're in a series uh, talking about prayer um, that we started a couple weeks ago, and, and particularly when we deal with unbelief and we're struggling in prayer. And today we're going to talk kind of in a different direction about a, 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 something that we struggle with in prayer sometimes, um, where we, we need to see what God is up to and why he's asking us to, to step out in that way. Uh, uh, one of the most important passages in the Old Testament we're going to be looking at this morning, Genesis chapter 12, which is the call of Abram, and, uh, and we want to unpack uh, some stuff from it that has to do with, with trusting God, uh, especially as he calls us forward. So Genesis 12, and starting in verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's house, your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. This is the word of the Lord. There's an old story um, about there was a chemical plant uh, that had a fire, and uh, it was such a big fire that um, all the, the, the local uh, fire departments were called in. So they all came in, and they were battling the fire, but this fire was so big that they weren't really making a lot of progress. And the CEO finally came over after they had been battling for an hour, and he said, listen, guys, he said, in the middle of, of our factory, there is a safe, and it is fireproof, but I'm worried about how long it's going to hold up. There's a safe with all the secrets to the formulas that we use. He said, we've got to save that. Whichever fire department saves that, I will donate $50,000 to that fire department. Well, they all battled more, but an hour later, they were still struggling. And so he came back and he said, listen, guys, we've got to save that safe. $100,000 I will give to, to whichever fire department gets it. And they battled for another hour. Finally, there was a fire department from way out in the country that hadn't made it there, and all of a sudden they came tearing in. They, they, instead of stopping, they went all the way in. They went through the, the, on one side, there were some lock gates. They went through the lock gates all the way into the center of the place, right in the midst of the fire. They jumped out, started firefighting, and sure enough, they, they got the fire under control pretty quick. The CEO went into him. He said, guys, he goes, man, that was incredible. I'm so impressed. I, I'm not going to donate 50000 or 100000 I'm going to donate 250000 to your fire department. What are you going to do with it? And the fire department guys said, well, the first thing we're going to do is have the brakes on our fire truck fixed. When we think about our passage for this morning, 
um, we are concerned sometimes when it comes to prayer that God is going to ask us go, to go further than we want to go. That he's going to ask us to go beyond what we're comfortable with. Um, Chip mentioned, and we didn't coordinate that, but Chip's testimony works out really well as we start this morning because oftentimes we, we do want to stay where we're comfortable instead of stepping out on a mission trip or stepping out to what God is calling us to here locally. And we are reluctant to go further than we want to go. And I wish I could tell you this morning that as we get into the sermon that everything this morning is going to be like, no, no, don't worry about that. God's never going to ask you to do that. But if you look down the outline, what I want to talk about, and this passage is a really interesting one on this point. In the story of Abram here, who of course is going to go on to become Abraham, there's both two exciting truths I want to share this morning in terms of when we do pray and when we do feel like God is calling us forward, and maybe it is a little uncomfortable where we feel like he's calling us to, there's two exciting truths within that, but then we also want to share some of the, the challenging truths, some of the hard truths there. Now, the good news is within all that, we know that God is watching over us. We know that he has our best interests at heart. We know that he wants to take us to a place of greater fruitfulness. So within all that, it's good. But oftentimes, we, what we want is comfort. We, we want to stay where it's easy. And this passage this morning is not about staying where it's easy, but it is about what God can do and what it takes sometimes to get there. If you want to see God do greater things in your life, if you want to see greater fruitfulness, what are some of the things it takes to get there? Well, let's start with the two uh, encouraging truths, the two exciting truths, and then we'll get to some of the more challenging stuff this morning. The first one is this. God intends blessing for us and others. God intends blessing for us and others. So, Let's start in verse 2. He says, uh, as he's promising Abram, he says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. So we know that Abram, who's going to become Abraham, is going to go forward. He's going to end up being one of the patriarchs of Israel, and through Israel, getting to the next verse in a, in a little bit, and through Israel we know that all the peoples of the earth are going to be blessed. Now, we need to be careful what we do with that because I don't think today it's clear from the New Testament and what Jesus talks about in us uh, pursuing his glory and the glory of the Father. Our, our focus is not to be on elevating our name, but I want you to notice there both the fact that Abram is going to be blessed and that he is going to be a blessing. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. There is both that blessing for him and also through him for other folks. Now, I, I talked a few weeks ago about the fact that sometimes we use the word bless in a way that is very generic. And we don't, when we, when we pray it, we just kind of say, well, you know, God bless him. And we just kind of mean it, God, you know, just, I don't know, vaguely do something good there. I'm not sure what. Now, that's because we use bless, the word bless in a way that's not explicitly biblical. The word blessing is a good Bible word. And when we think about it here, what we're talking about is desiring to see God's very best in somebody's life. I want to ask you this morning this. So we know, like in my life, I know what I want for my life. And we believe that God is off there somewhere. We talk in the children's sermon. We know that he's the creator of everything. But I want to ask you this this morning. Do you believe 
that what God desires for your life, that if you were to follow his will and do what he asks, that what God desires for your life is the best of all possible options. Do you believe that God's will and God's blessing on your life and pursuing what he has for you is the best thing you could experience? If you believe that this morning, say amen. I believe, even though sometimes it's challenging, sometimes it pushes me out of my comfort zone, I believe that what God desires for my life is, is the best life that I can live. And not only for me in terms of, I don't mean comfort, but I mean in terms of seeing God move through my life. And not only for me, but hopefully also as I do God's will, we live in a world of darkness, we live in a world of struggle, and so hopefully as I do God's will, I can be a light to those around me and I can impact those around me so that they also can be able to move in the direction that God wants them to and to be able to experience that for themselves. So if I'm willing to go forward pursuing what God has for me, it's going to end up being bringing good things into my life. Not to say there won't be challenges as well. It's going to bring God's blessing into my life and then also allow me to be a blessing for those around me. Second thing is this. It's never too late to start the journey. It's never too late to start the journey. So look with me at verse 4. This is a little detail, but it's one that's easy to overlook, and it's one we need to pay attention to. So after God says this, verses 2 and 3, in verse 4 it says, So Abram went, as God had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was, what? Seventy-five years old when he set out from Haran. It's important for us to grasp here Abraham's not, you know, fresh out of college. Abraham's not somebody, you know, dealing with midlife crisis who wants something new to happen in his life. Abram is 75 years old. And a lot of times we will think at that point, you know, God's done with me, what, what he could have done, he would have done, and, and there's nothing really new and exciting that God can do for me at this point. And to me, it's an exciting truth here that even though Abram was 75 years old, God had his best things ahead in Abram's life. Now, you can flip that point around in other directions. Sometimes people will feel like, well, you know, man, I'm, I'm just a middle school student, or I'm just a high school student. Like, I'm not mature enough, or I'm not old enough for God to do something great in me. No, God can do something great in you in your middle school, or in your high school, or in your college, where you can be an impact on those around you, because you're the one in the midst of everybody else that's kind of going after the things of the world, where you are passionately following Christ, and He's doing great things through you. We need to understand whether... Well, I, I'm, I'm too poor. God couldn't do something through me. Or I, I'm not educated enough. God couldn't do something through me. Or I'm too old. God do, couldn't do something through me. Or I'm too young. God couldn't do something through me. We need to understand God desires to move through each and every one of us. You're never too far gone or too close to the start for God to do something great in your life. And so we need to come before, no matter where you're at, well, I don't understand that much about the Bible. That's all right. You can start where you are. I, I don't have a lot of money to give. That's all right. Start where you are. I, I'm too old. I don't think I can do it. Start where you are. Isn't it good to know that Abram here, by all worldly standards, is kind of at the end, and yet God is coming to him and saying, there are great things ahead. Look at verses 2 and 3. I, I'm going to make you into a nation. I'm going to do incredible things through you. I'm going to make you a blessing to all people at age 75. And so don't feel like just because you're one of those things, that that means God can't do something through you. God is a God who can do 
great things. So now let's talk about, so that's the encouraging stuff, the exciting stuff. Now we need to get into some hard truths. And, and this is where um, I, I want to be honest with you about some of the challenges of walking forward with God. Um, a lot of Christians today see very little of the power of God in their lives. A lot of Christians today, um, we believe in Christ, but we don't experience Christ. And one of the things that's required, if we're going to do that, is that we have to follow the Lord. And that means going beyond where we're standing. A lot of us just kind of want to have a standstill Christianity. I don't want to go back to where I was before, but I don't know what's out there, so I'm just going to kind of stay right where I'm at. We need to follow the Lord the way Abram did. What do we see here that we can learn from? Let's talk about four things. Number one, walking with God sometimes requires walking blind. Walking with God sometimes requires walking blind. So look at verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to, a land, to the land I will show you. I, it's those last few words I want to concentrate on for a second. To the land I will show you. That's not very specific, is it? He doesn't say, now listen, here's what we're going to do. You're going to go up here for five miles, and you're going to turn to the right, and then you're going to turn to the left, and I'm going to take you to this exact land. I'm going to take you right here. He doesn't. He says, I want you to start, and you're going to go to the land. I'll show you as we get there. I will guide you along the way. This scares a lot of people. Because if God came to us and said, okay, now, now here's the deal. I need you to walk forward, and in the next year, I'm going to move you from here to, to hear spiritual, I want you to be able to do this, and so this is what we're going to do. And he lined out everything for us. That would comfort us a little bit more. Maybe we'd be okay with that. But when God starts us out, we're walking oftentimes blind. Why does he require us to walk blind? Because it's a walk of what? It's a walk of faith. Um, God does not promise and I'm not just talking physically where we're going to go, but I mean spiritually where we're going to go. God does not promise to show us where exactly he's leading us. He doesn't show us the where. He just shows us the who we're going to be walking in. And the promise that he gives us is that he will always be with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. And so we have to be willing, like Abraham, to say, all right, you know, God, I, I don't know where you're going. I know that you're smarter than me. I know that you're bigger than me. I believe that you have my best interest at heart. And so I'm going to step forward walking, trusting you that wherever you are leading is something that's going to be better than I could have come up with, something that's going to bear more fruit than I could have come up with. And I don't know where exactly you're leading me, but I am going to follow you. Do you trust God enough to take the first step in walking with him when you don't know exactly where it's going to lead? Or are you unwilling to go anywhere until he reveals everything to you? If it's the latter of those, you're not going to be moving much at all. Abraham set out for a land he did not know. We have to be willing to walk forward trusting God. Second thing, 
is this. You have to release some things that are close to you. You have to release some things that are close to you. Look at verse 2. I'm sorry, look at verse 1 again. The first half of verse 1. We just looked at, to the land I will show you. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household. That, that was difficult. He had to leave behind some things that he cherished, some things that he wanted to hold on to. And, and within our lives, even if he's not calling us to go geographically somewhere, as he calls us forward, there, there may be friendships that are destructive for us that we need to lay aside. There may be things that we love, but that are secondary things, and God wants us to live for things that are primary that we may need to lay aside. Not just sinful things, but things that, that just aren't as productive as they need to be. And so as we think about that, there, there may be things along the way that God has us lay aside because He wants to take us to a higher place. He wants us to be closer to Him. He wants us to live a life that is more fruitful. And so there are both sinful things and just things that are getting in the way and slowing us down that God may ask us to lay aside so that we can get to where He wants us to be. Abraham, Abram here to follow the Lord, there were some people he never saw again in his life. Now, God may not call, be calling us to, to that, but He may be calling us to give up that sinful habit, to lay aside this hobby that really isn't as productive as it needs to be. Again, am I willing to lay aside some things that I enjoy in order to pursue what God has for me and see Him do even greater things in my life? Third thing is this. Our journey may begin where others ended. Our journey may begin where others ended. So I want to go back to the previous uh, chapter, verse 31 in chapter 11, because there's an interesting little detail here that I think speaks a truth to a lot of our lives and the way that we were raised and where we stay. Look at uh, 1131. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldees to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Did you get that? So going to the land of Canaan, which is where Abraham is going to end up in the passage we read earlier, that wasn't something totally brand new that had never been thought of up to that point. Instead, Abram's father, they as a family travel along and they're going to go there, but they get part way and for reasons that we're not told. Maybe they just were comfortable there. Maybe they were tired of traveling, whatever. They settle halfway there. And it would have been easy for Abram to just say, you know, this is where we settle. This is where we're going to stay. But even though his dad hadn't got them all the way to where they were supposed to be, God calls Abram to pick up and go to where the original vision was, which was Canaan land. A lot of us sometimes, um, we, we go to church on Sunday morning not because we're really passionate about God and we want to experience all we can of Him. We want Him to fill us with His will and His Spirit and do great things. Sometimes we go to church on Sunday morning because my mom went to church on Sunday morning. Sometimes we're content to live where our parents did, spiritually speaking. And so, as long as I'm doing what they did, I must be all right. Maybe they weren't particularly deep in the faith. Maybe God wants to call you beyond where they were 
to something greater. Maybe they were just Sunday morning, but God wants to call you to be somebody that is passionately following Christ all the time, that is seeking His will, that's willing to step out of His comfort zone, your comfort zone, and is willing to live for Jesus Christ as you follow Him day by day. Maybe instead of living in the town, spiritually speaking, that your parents lived in, maybe God is calling you somewhere else. We need to be willing to step beyond where we were raised, if where we were raised wasn't everywhere that we needed to be. Abram's father gets them part of the way, but then he stops. And it takes a separate call from God to get them to go on to go to Canaan land. Are you just dwelling where your parents were? And do you need to pick up and go beyond that to get to where God wants you to be? Which leads us to the last thing. And that's Uh, Verses 1 and 7. The fourth thing is this. Walking with God often means that now we obey and later we see. Now we obey and later we see. (laughs) Look at verses 1 and 7 with me. In verse 1 it says, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. But then when you hop down to verse 7, it says, Um, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring I will give this land. Abram did not know when he started out what exactly it was going to look like. He's not promised a specific land per se. It could have been that he went and and God made his, his people to be influential within another country. He was not promised at the beginning that it would be a particular country. And yet, as you get down to verse 7, once he gets there, it turns out the promise was bigger than maybe Abraham thought. To, this, uh, to your offspring I will give this land. That there was going to be, he didn't know it was Israel yet, but there was going to be a nation of Israel that was going to be there later. Abram had to obey at first, and then as he obeyed, it was later that he began to see the full extent of what God wanted to do. Flip with me for a second, back to John chapter 7. I want to look at a passage, we actually looked at this uh, last Wednesday night, but it's important for us to understand in, in, in grasping how God works and what He's up to in our lives today. And let me preface John 7 for, uh, by saying this. The, the way that we often think when it comes to obeying the Lord is, we say, now I'm going to wait back here, and God, when you show yourself and reveal everything you want to do, then I'm going to go forward, and, and once I know it's your will, then I'll step out and do what you want me to do. And I said last Wednesday night, I think this is one of the most important passages in John. John 7, 17. John 7, 17. Look how Jesus inverts it. He says in John 7, 17, anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. You see how he inverted that? We want to say, show me at your will and then I'll obey. And what God, what Jesus here says is, you need to obey and then you'll understand that it's his will. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God we'll find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. So we have to be willing to obey. We have to be willing to step out. And then as we do that, we're going to see as we go forward. But it starts with our willingness to obey and walk forward. And so as we think about these things this morning, for whatever reason, if you're struggling to to step out and trust God and do what He wants you to do, maybe you're you're thinking, I I don't know where it's going to lead. I'm not sure what exactly is going to guide me to. I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at then you are never going to experience all that God has for you. You're never going to experience 
the fruitfulness that He wants to bring out of your life, not only for you, but for those around you. We have to be willing to obey Him. And then as we obey Him, as we step out, we're going to begin to see Him opening up doors that we couldn't even have anticipated. But it starts with obedience. As you look back in John cha- or Genesis chapter 12, look at verse 4. God gives him this promise. God shows up and talks to him. And those three words in verse 4 are important. So Abram went. He obeyed what God told him to do. The question for us today, and as I said earlier, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that there aren't going to be challenges as we go forward. Are you willing to move out of your comfort zone and go where God is calling you to go? Let's pray. Father, we... We thank you this morning that you're willing to do great things through our lives. We thank you that you're, you're willing to, to guide us and direct us and make us fruitful for you. Father, I pray that you would help each of us today that has a timid spirit when it comes to that, that's scared to let go, that's scared to give you control, that's scared to step out not knowing where you're going to lead. I pray this morning through your Holy Spirit that you would impress upon us that you can be trusted, that you have our best interests at heart, and that as we walk in faith with you, that you're not going to lead us to places that we regret, but rather you're going to lead us to opportunities for which we are eternally grateful. Help us to trust you and start walking. I pray in Jesus' name, and amen.